Hello and welcome back, Block Party listeners. We have a special episode for you today, and this one is about DAOs. DAOs for short, or Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, are a huge part of the ever-changing crypto landscape and might also be the future of how organizations are structured. We really get into it this episode, so we hope you enjoy. As always, stay locked, stay tuned, sit back and relax, and enjoy this episode. Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Actually, the reason why we wanted to hold this episode was because uh, Z introduced me to a particular project called Olympus Down. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but like, no I'm, familiar. I'm familiar. I'm no familiar. We're not chilling the Olympus no. Down. No, no. Absolutely it, not. To, to remind everybody and all our listeners, all the things that we talk about here should not be taken as financial advice. We're just expressing our opinions on individual projects and what we think we like and what we think we dislike, you know. We're only trying to be fair, but while still being real and sociable to the people. And well, with that being said, I really do like Olympus Dow. I think it's a fantastic project, and um, we'll get more into it later. But I think I think it's what's most now, important to our audience right now. Z is like, can you can you walk the our our audience right now through what the concept of a Dow is or what Dow even stands for? Because like I'm gonna be honest with you, when you first brought it up to me like a long time ago, like I obviously know what it is now. But the concept is so foreign to me that, or was so foreign to me that I didn't really understand. So if you could really just simply break it down, like if you were trying to sell it to me. Yeah, absolutely. So imagine an organization without any human interference. A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, similar to how a car, an autonomous vehicle, wouldn't have human input, right? For where it drives or where it, you know, um, where where it goes, you have an organization that is run completely by code. Now that doesn't mean that there's no human input at all. Obviously, humans are the stakeholders in the project, so they e exhibit a or exert a a form of governance, right, in in voting on where the code goes and what direction the the algorithm goes, and what sorts of uh, decisions are made for the organization, but in in totality the dao is completely run algorithmically so that means any decision any 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 sort of uh action is enabled by a smart contract or a series of smart contracts so to keep it simple imagine there's a vending machine right typically there's a man that restocks the the vending machine when something is out of stock a 
a Dow vending machine would essentially know, hey, look, uh, the Doritos are running low. We have to restock this, um, you know, we have to restock this item. So the Dow would send out a message to the, you know, the storage facility or what have you, the inventory guys or the inventory, you know, robots. And it would send a, a smart contract and say, hey, the Doritos are low. The robots would bring the Doritos they would restock the vending machine and then the vending machine would you know essentially be able to sell doritos again now a vending machine is a really simple example but we can take it a step further right if we were to use uber right and everyone's familiar with ride sharing apps now in this example there's going to be multiple autonomous things going on right so imagine when you or well let's just use um typical ride-sharing application today right let's just use uber for example when you open up the app and you order a vehicle what you're essentially doing is you're sending out a message to one of the human drivers and the human driver decides whether or not they want to pick you up in this example the vehicles themselves would be autonomous right and the the car that would pick you up wouldn't decide whether or not they want to pick you up based on your rating they would just pick you up based on logistics how far are you how much gas they have um whether or not you know you're a whole bunch of other factors but it would just be an algorithm picking you up yeah right it would pick you up and then the the currency or i'm sorry the ride itself would be paid via cryptocurrency so it would automatically be deducted from your account now let's say the vehicle for example um needed gas you're on a, a, a long trip it would stop at a gas station and it would automatically pay for that gas via you know um swipe to pay or click to pay with its own cryptocurrency funds in the vehicle mm -hmm. the vehicle itself wouldn't be owned by any corporation the vehicle would be owned by the decentralized autonomous organization so if it needed repairs it would just you know park itself into a repair shop and then it would be fixed right send, send out but there would be Send out the contract, hey, my left wheel, you know, there's something wrong with my left wheel. And they would go, you know, that way. In this in this scenario, there would be no human drivers, so there wouldn't be no need for anyone to actually own the vehicles themselves, right? It would almost be like a, a, the, 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 this organization, this decentralized autonomous organization would own the vehicles collectively, right? So every time you use the application, and let's say, you know, you, you were a fan of this organization, you were a fan of UberDAO. Um, you would essentially be able to own tokens or you know uh, governance tokens in this uh, in this organization, and those governance tokens would allow you to vote on certain decisions being made in the DAO. Now, let's say you voted on a certain um, you know a certain a certain something. Let's say you said, eh, you know, I, I prefer uh, sedan vehicles over SUVs. They get more miles to the gallon, etc." Yeah. And you could put that up for vote if it was up for vote and the members or the constituents of the decentralized organization would be able to vote on that maybe it maybe it would pass maybe it wouldn't regardless your vote the matters. smart contract yeah this the, your vote does matter and so the, the 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 most important thing to to take away is that your votes very much matter in a decentralized autonomous organization because it's 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 very powerful versus um a typical current. organizations yeah yeah, there, there's a lot of politics, right? Involved, so there's no politics involved in a decentralized autonom autonomous organization, DAO, because it is very efficient at at structure, right? It's very at, efficient. At it's very efficient at management and making decisions, right? So the the efficiency of decisions is what separates a typical hierarchical 
political organization and and all organizations to an extent are political in our in our current world right yeah. so I, I definitely think that the, the dow in the, in this capacity is superior to a lot of organizations so like um, I, I don't mean to, i don't mean to cut you off here because like now, I now go ahead, go ahead, to, to, to this was the part back in the day that i didn't really fully understand and i to an extent don't really understand it today i mean obviously humans have to write the contracts right like there has to be a structuring organization outside of the decentralized autonomous organization so there's obviously still a human element that guides the will of the dao but right uh, where 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 does where like obviously like the daos that we've mentioned like olympus dao for example, there has to be a structuring team that's creating, like, we, we are inherently trusting that these teams are building uh, smart contracts that will execute the will or, like, the, the idea, the letter of the law, rather than the spirit of the law. Because the spirit of the law right. is politics. In, so, in, essence, in essence, yes. In essence, yes. And everything you're asking, you know, it, those are valid questions. Because who knows? Like, who, who wrote this code? So the beauty of DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations, and, and actually one of their cons is that the code is almost always, and I want, I want to say always, open source. So you can just view the code for yourself on their GitHub or repository, and you can see what the code entails. Now, this allows for a lot of copycats. This also allows for um, you know malevolent actors uh, who might want to hack a decentralized autonomous organization to just copy the code and then run simula simulations on the code. Until so they basically, find a hole. They, until they find a hole, right, exactly. <clears throat> and, you know, this is, um, it, you know, th this is just the way it is, you know, but typically open source uh, code bases are just much better, you know, for the, you know, for the longevity and the future of any organization, any software-based organization. So I definitely think that, you know, they're, 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 with it comes a lot of pros and cons. And, you know, not everyone is this this evil hacker person, right? Sometimes people are actively looking for loops in good code just so they can, you know, um, warn the developers, hey, like, you know, there's a bug here, or there's an issue here, or you could fix this, or even recommend ways to fix the, the code. The bounty programs that uh, most of the companies exist today use, like, like white hat open hackers. Source. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Oh. I, I just the, the the concept that I really like fundamentally never really understood was that decentralized autonomous organizations ultimately supersede human involvement yet still require human involvement to to execute. So the the question I really have is is if we are if if DAOs exist in the way that we say that they exist, where do these development teams like play a role in? Is it is it like and maybe uh, I don't actually know the answer to this, like how they interject themselves into like the governance. But is it like they hold a significant amount of governance compared to, let's say, the will of the masses? Oh, are you talking? Well, the original governance tokens. Then hold up, hold uh, up. Could, well, you, could you run that? Could you run that back? I'm sorry, you cut out there for a bit. For sure. Um, so I, I I don't know the the exact amount of governance tokens that the you know the original developers have. I, I feel like that's you know dependent on the project itself. But typically, um, you know, your vote counts, right, in a DAO. So if the majority stake, the majority stake, um, don't you know they don't mesh with a, a decision being made in 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 the DAO. 
um, you know, th there's going to be either a soft fork or a hard fork that occurs. But, you know, de decisions don't just get made willy-nilly in a decentralized autonomous organizations. In fact, it, it's like one of its key characteristics, right? Yeah. There has to be consensus amongst the, the the members of the DAO. So, you know, it it, it um it fosters an efficient, cohesive, comprehensive sort of organization that that doesn't have these long waiting periods of of indecision or you know, political uh, squabbles. We got to wait say. for the board to uh, aggregate together. And then the board of directors has to like all pol politic with each other, with the CEO and so on. Right. And so I forth. actually, I actually think the future of organizations are probably decentralized autonomous organizations. In fact, most of the organizations today that we have, um, I, I think could be run more effectively with a DAO, right? Because essentially what you want is, well, at least most software companies, in my opinion, could well, be run more effectively let's, with let's, a DAO. Let's, let's, let's actually continue on that thread, actually. So, like, let's, let's take a lot of instances that we see today. Like, obviously, I have my ideas on it, but what do you think is a clear-cut example of how DAOs today, like, in the form that we say that they exist, in the form that uh, they execute perfectly on the intention where do you see the concept of decentralized autonomous organizations actually rectifying a lot of the mistakes that currently exist in our economic and social platforms today yeah i mean that, that's definitely a good question so we could we could step back a little bit we could even go to the origin of of DAOs, right and the origin of DAOs started somewhere around 2016 um, the the first DAO was actually called the DAO, right? And it was actually famously hacked. Um, and, and most people don't know this, but this is actually what caused the hard fork in the ETH protocol. So it split into ETH and ETH Classic, right? With some of the uh, remaining developers saying that you know ETH, they they still want to stick with ETH Classic. I actually don't really know why they would want to do that after they got hacked but well, the theory I mean, that we have today is 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 a result of that right i could understand why they stuck with it because the i mean obviously they had to fork and it caused loss of confidence in eth because the dow got because the dow got hacked they got siphoned off of 50 million dollars like 100 150 million 150 that's crazy it's just they they were able to to return money back to the funds but obviously that goes to show that if your coders are not elite elite this this reality cannot i mean this fantasy cannot become a reality but like i can understand that like it is not effective like old eth like eth classic is not effective to execute the will of the dao as it is being executed today and obviously vitalik buterin and the the ethereum organization has managed to patch that hole and cause that hard fork which I guess is also another way that like original development team is able to execute their will onto the existing blockchain protocols. Whenever there's a hold, you just hard fork. But obviously, we don't have visual. Well, I mean, we do have visibility into that. A lot of this is transparent. But I, 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 I just wonder, like, like we see that we see how something like that occurs, and obviously, we're always coming up with new and better ways to actively 
like implement like decentralized consensus technology and decentralized ledger technology all over the place and barring barring the instance that happened with the dao where do you see right now like how the dao could be implemented in our society and how do you think that the dao will execute itself moving forward or the concept of well, the DAO. It, it was it was actually you that brought it to i mean i i brought the uh the pro the actual projects to your attention right uh -huh. the uh the federal reserve currencies but um it was actually you that brought it to my attention that the majority of DAOs being used today or created today are actually in in the financial sector or specifically in the the, the reserve the financial reserve sector so one of the projects that we we're discussing early on uh olympus dow it is a decentralized reserve currency so could you explain that <clears throat> like, like obviously like i have some knowledge on it but like i i'm also taking a seat right now in class so so I, so so i i really want i really want to you know i i really want to emphasize that most people don't understand how our current monetary and fiscal policy work um in the united states so the United States dollar specifically is a really, really powerful currency, right? And the reason it's so powerful is because the majority of the world or developing world uses it, or at least it pegs its local currency to the dollar, right? So in, in essence, they, they are reliant on the dollar. And in fact, if they could, they, they would probably want to transact in dollars, right? As opposed to their local currency, just because the, vol the volatile nature of their local currencies whether it be in South America or Africa or East Asia, it's just it's just too much sometimes, right? So the the dollar um, the dollar preserves some some balance, right, or some semblance of uh, a financially stable currency. Now we know better, right? We know better because we're in crypto, yeah. and we know the dollar is not that. But to to them, I mean, for instance, why would you transact in any African currency if you could use the dollar, right? Yeah. Let, let's let's leave crypto out of this for for now, right? Okay. Why would you? You know, if 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 you if if you would give any uh any African the op option of transacting in dollars, they would. They they do it in a minute, right? And you know, same for a bunch of other countries and continents across the globe, right? The dollar still reigns supreme. However, we know that the dollar is heavily manipulated, or at least most of, most of us know that the dollar is heavily ma manipulated by our Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve reserves the right to do this, right? It reserves the right to instate, in you know, um, arbitrary financial, financial policies mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, seemingly help, you know, the nation. But, you know, as we can see with inflation now, um, with, with, with com you know, basic user items and commodity prices soaring right yeah um that they're, they're saying that you know inflation rate is somewhere around six percent realistically you know from everything i've heard it's more like 14 percent, which which is you know very noticeable you wouldn't notice five percent or six percent maybe maybe you might like in, in daily in the store but 14 percent, you'll notice for sure and this is just for the year right so year over year we're looking at something like it's probably going to be worse than the 70s, but so, somebody once the, told the me, Olympus like, sorry, oh, I digress, yeah. but go, no, no, go ahead, go no, ahead, no. go ahead. Somebody, somebody just talking about you not noticing the 5%. Somebody once told me they were like, uh, 5%, the companies eat the cost. 14%, you eat the cost. Right, exactly, exactly. And um, you're, you're seeing this a lot, you know, because not only are companies, you know, because they're sensitive to, to user, uh, you, they're sensitive to, I'm sorry, they're sensitive to customer 
um retention reactions retention and reactions and feedback and that includes you know purchasing right that that includes their bottom line so if if customers are like whoa this is way too expensive they're less likely to purchase those items and those are just basic home items or food goods right yeah so when 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 companies see this they're la- it, it's not like they want to raise prices right there's like this there's like this very uh I don't know. I don't know if it's communist or like and just you know. Uh, There's some law of supply and demand. Uh, There's a socialist theory. Yeah, socialist theory going around that it's because of greed. Companies wouldn't. Companies benefit in no way whatsoever by raising their prices just to make more money because. Remember, guys, there's a certain amount of purchasing power each individual, the average American has, right? It makes no sense for companies to just raise their prices indefinitely to some, um, you know, some arbitrary number just, just so they can make more money, right? That, that makes no sense. What companies do is they, they find a sweet spot, right? The amount of disposable capital uh, the average citizen has, and then it prices it accordingly. Once, you know... Um, Price, uh, cost of, uh, you know, cost of create manufacturing goods uh, is accounted for, right? So a box of cereal costs a dollar to make. Okay, let's sell it for five because, you know, like once you factor in gas and shipping and getting it to the stores, that's like three or two two dollars. Maybe we'll make like thirty percent on it, right? And and that makes sense, you know, because they're they're looking at the average citizen will buy this. But if if you raise the the price of an average box of cereal to ten dollars, you're not you're, you're going to get a lot less people buying that box of cereal, right? Because you're like, they're like, hold up, uh, I'd rather just buy rice and sugar instead, you know, yeah. so I could survive, right? So it makes no sense for companies to raise their prices to some, to, to some greed factor, right? I, because I, I have seen this theory tooted around uh, uh, Twitter and, you know, like a bunch of, you know, but th- this is all ridiculous. Yeah. So let's bring so, that back. So, let's bring this back. Like, let's yeah. refocus this back on that the concept of the Federal Reserve and like you. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were about to bring. No, no, right, right. Out. So, so yeah, yeah, right. So, so you know, companies, um, the companies instead of you know raising their prices, they actually start you know uh, shrinking items, right? In in mm-hmm. in, in uh, so that you know instead of getting a hundred sheets of uh, bounty paper, you get eighty, etc. Right. So it becomes this like. Uh, fight against inflation essentially and the reason there's a fight against inflation is because the federal reserve had printed trillions of dollars and you know now you know we have you know we have to face the music essentially so what is olympus dow olympus dow if you can imagine this and this is it's a decentralized autonomous organization similar to the federal reserve in which you have a have a as a user as a user of the currency you have say, right? You are, you are part of this decentralized autonomous oh, organization. Oh, before we if, even before we even move further, let's just make it perfectly clear: the Federal Reserve is not a decentralized autonomous organization. It is clearly run by very, very, very specific human beings in a closed room where you have no say into what goes on. You have no, you have no say in how your currency gets devalued or evaluated, or how much, how much the, your purchasing power will be worth in one year, in five years, in ten years. You have no say, right? There's, there's no, you, when, whenever you signed up for American citizenship, that was not one of the, the, you know, that was not one of the benefits. So a decentralized reserve currency is essentially a community-owned decentralized financial infrastructure right and this brings more stability and transparency to the world but specifically you know to the currency that we use right so 
in its in its uh, FAQ, Olympus DAO, and this was clearly made by some very smart people, right? So this is one of the DAOs. This is an example of a, a financial reserve DAO, right? So why the, the you know that's the first question. Why why do you need something like Olympus DAO in the first place, right? So you know volatility um, volatility is is a uh, just the natural part of the Bitcoin and Ethereum and crypto landscape, right? This is just very, uh, very well known, right? Bitcoin is yeah. volatile, crypto is volatile, you know. So, you know, users are typically, you know, more comfortable transacting with things like USDT, Tether, or USDC, right? Stable coins, you know, knowing that, you know, at least they, they have an idea of how much value they hold in relation to the U.S. dollar, right, mm -hmm. or in relation to the euro, for example, because I know I'm pretty sure they have euro stable coins, right? Uh, not seen any Probably. personally, but I feel like they have to exist. I, I feel like they have to exist. I, I, you know what? I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't really dug into other stable coins. I know, I know other countries are doing it, right? I, I know B China BRL. has their own, yeah, like yeah. I know B, I know Brazil was. Um, oh, what are you eating, man? I hear those, I hear those snacks. Oh my bad. These are a little bit of tourist chips right now. Not even a plug, but like they have these fire black truffle chips. Oh wow. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about too. That's crazy. Yeah, but continue. continue. So, yeah. So basically, you know, the, the limp is down. Um. You know, we, we, we think that they have they hold the same amount of purchasing power today versus tomorrow. But as we all know, this is a you know, this is a lie. This is not true. If At you all. print a million, if yeah, if you print a million, if you print a trillion more of something, you know, and there's a trillion originally, your purchasing power was cut into a half. And this is just basic, basic math. You know, anyone, anyone that tells you otherwise is, is lying to you or, or I, I don't know. They, they work for the feds or something. something. It's not going to be as unique, rare, and valuable. Right. So the dollar, as we discussed, is, is controlled by the U.S. government, and specifically the Federal Reserve, right? So <clears throat> this means if there's a depreciation of the dollar, then there's a depreciation of these stable coins, right? Cause, because these, these stable coins are pegged to the dollar. So Olympus Dow is one of these reserve, decentralized reserve currencies that aims to solve this by creating a free free floating reserve currency, right? Okay. And their token, the token that they use is OHM, and it's backed by a basket of assets, right? Specifically, um, one of the assets that they use is XDAI, right? Now, DAI is another stable coin, but DAI is typically backed to one ETH, right? Yeah. And by focus on by focusing on you know s supply growth rather than price appreciation. Uh, the 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 hope is that Olympus DAO um, is that OHM or OM I think it's called OM can function as a currency that is able to hold its purchasing power regardless of the market volatility right so <clears throat> OHM is backed it's not pegged um, OHM is backed by one die it's not pegged to it since the treasury since the OM treasury backs every OM with at least one die the protocol would buy back and burn OM when it trades below one die. And then this has the effect of pushing ohm price back up to one die. So ohm could always trade above one die because there's no upper limit imposed by the protocol. So essentially think uh, when it's pegged, it's equal to one. While when, when something is backed, it's equal or greater to one. Um, so you might say the, 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 intrinsic, the intrinsic floor price 
or value of one ohm is one die. Um, but, but, but it could, could be, be more. yeah, exactly. So it could be one die plus premium, right? And, yeah. and that's, that's, what's really important. So a lot of stable coins, in my opinion, are necessary, like a very necessary part of the uh, crypto ecosystem. They right? need, and they I think need Olympus a certain that utility. Yeah. I think Olympus DAO and, and the, and this is just the gist of, of, you know, what, what, um, Olympus DAO is trying to solve in, in terms of, uh, in, ter in terms of, you know, just reserve currencies, right? In terms of like creating a non-fluctuating, non-volatile, free-floating reserve currency, this is just one problem. But this is just one example of a DAO. And I think it's really cool. I think it's a really cool example because it solves a fundamental issue. And since it is a DAO, it's not like, uh, it's not like the Federal Reserve, right? Where... They could just make willy-nilly decisions, and that, that really do affect. So, typically, people that are living paycheck to paycheck suffer the most when inflation happens, right? Um, re people with assets, uh, wealthier people, people that have more money, mm -hmm. usually pile their money into assets. And that's why you saw this massive uh, jump. In asset prices like Amazon, Facebook, Bitcoin, um, you know, just Tesla, right? It, it's not that these companies were, you know, worth like 5x, you know, their price from last year or, or the S&P 500, you know, why, why it's, you know, at above 4,000. It's not that these companies were suddenly valued more. It's just that there was more free floating currency, right? There was more, there was more, there was more uh, currency in circulation. So the currency, well, wealthy people know that they can't hold something that's devaluing, right? So what do oh, they do? They the pile it into assets. The inflation caused, the inflation caused yeah. more circulation so, to occur. So, so, the, the cir so the currency circulation caused asset inflation. And okay. asset inflation is something completely different. Asset inflation is just the, the price of these assets going up. Okay. Right. And since the... So, so, so they're able to retain, you know, like um, they're able to retain their value somewhat, right? Because mm -hmm. if if the uh, your purchasing power in cash or, or liquid capital is being devalued at twenty percent a year, and the asset prices are going up, you know, a hundred percent or or sixty percent, some insane amount, at least you're preserving some of that purchasing power and and potentially gaining some as well, you know, depending on what you piled it in. But tech stocks did really good, uh, crypto did really good, but at this point, just to break even, right? If you're if you have if you're someone with money and you're paying attention, so inflation is actually worse if the richer you are. There's pros and cons, right? The richer you are, the more money you have. Inflation is worse because you have more wealth. Mm -hmm. So the the likelihood that the, the 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 totality of your wealth goes goes down or decreases is is larger. Now, if you're living paycheck to paycheck. That's non-existent. That's not a factor, right? Because you don't have money to begin with, right? But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, the, the problem is different. Your issue is that your basic price of goods that you get to, um, that you have to buy, sorry, you get to, <laughs> that you, <laughs> you, that you get to buy, that you get, <laughs> you know, that, that you, that you have to buy daily yeah. suddenly increases, but, but your purchasing power didn't increase, it decreased. And also, not to mention your living wages didn't increase either. It's not like your boss is suddenly like, oh, you know, I'm going to raise your, you know, your salary 20%. That usually does not happen, right? So 
you know, there, there's, there's cons for both. Obviously, one, one is more, you know, one, one is a little. Uh, I mean, it's poor people, rich people problems, right? Yeah. So, right. But I mean, like but, the, um, the involvement of DAOs, and I guess the involvement of like cryptocurrency and decentralized technology in general allows a more even playing field. I mean, uh, allows a more absolutely, smart absolutely. I, I don't even need. I don't even need to say. I don't even need to say. This goes without saying. Um. You know, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories about the Federal Reserve. In my opinion, I think everyone is stupid, and 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 that's what that's what you know bring brings about such terrible decisions in in all types of in in all types of uh, political uh, governmental organizations. Right? If it was run like a business, like if it was run like a a, a real business, this stuff wouldn't occur, or it would it would occur with much less much less frequency. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I do think that the, the DAOs, DAOs itself, where, you know, there's tons of organizations right now, in my opinion, that can definitely be revolutionized by DAO. And the Federal Reserve being one of them is, first of all, I didn't even think of this. When, when I first learned about DAOs like four years ago, three years ago, I was like, wow, that's so cool. You know, an organization that doesn't need any human intervention, it just run a, algorithmically by code and smart contracts and you know every sounds every single cool. decision it sounds pretty cool every decision is clean you know it's voted upon it's it, it, there's a consensus and then whatever's voted upon is enacted immediately right yeah very clean i, I really liked it i really like the idea and I, I you know we'll talk about organizations that can definitely use this but i never thought oh wow the federal reserve would definitely benefit from something like this because the federal Federal Reserve, for all, all intents and purposes, for most people, it's just it's just super shady. You know, we don't know what they do. We don't know who's running it. You know, we know Jerome Powell, but we we who knows? Like, who knows what motives they have for for inflating the currency or or why they do what they do? You know, it's it's just at this point, I just think they inflation is the answer. They know that you know we 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 can't pay back our debt, so you know we have to inflate the currency. Otherwise, you know, I I'm not even to be conspiratorial myself because you know me. I I believe the easiest answer is the quickest answer, and I believe right. I believe I just don't want to give credit to anyone. You typically I agree with what you said. I you know like the easiest answer is 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 the best answer. I just I also I, just don't, don't think people are that smart. You know, so like yeah. I I don't want to give too much credit to anyone. Like they have this massive. You know, very elaborate conspiracy that they, they're they're enacting on humanity. I just like to think of humans as a lot more simple, and um, they, they like the the easiest uh, the path of least resistance is typically what most humans choose. So I, I just don't want to give anyone too much credit. You know, I don't want to turn Basically, them into like some sort of Basically, you want to remove the humanity Disneyland. out of the out of you want to remove the humanity out of these organizations. Not even like in a bad way. Like let's not take the not the, the humanity, just the fall, just the just just the, just the fallible nature, fallible fallible nature of fallible, humanity, yeah. right? There, yeah, they're 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 just the indecisiveness. They're they're um, you know, the delay, the, the inability to act on any the, the emotional response, the emotional responses. You know, like very very like very non logical, linear um sort of decision making skills. A lot let, let a lot you know that a that algorithms don't they don't have they, a problem with this they don't do this yeah now now we we're, we as humans are still voting on these decisions made by the dow right it's yeah. not like we're creating a dow that's like you know um 
okay, we're going to create a DAO that distributes toys every Christmas to, you know, to the needy kids. And the funds are going to come from, um, you know, it's benefactors. There's no, there's no, you know, code that that could, you know, somehow escape our, 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 uh, our the voters. Like, all right, the, this money is going to go directly to, you know, um, fund terrorists in the Middle East. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, it's not like this could happen, right? We're still <laughs> voting on decisions, right? But, but see, see, here's the thing. With certain, with it's just funny. I said that with certain nonprofits and charitable organizations, this is sometimes the case, right? They're collecting tons of revenue, and we don't actually know where this money's going, right? Because it's At not all. like it's, it's not like it's it's instantly transacted by a smart contract, right? So now, de- so charities are one example that I personally can think of that really don't need uh, humans ruling at the helm right a, a ch- charity dow is something that would be so uh toys for tots or unicef. Um, make a wish foundation unicef what um what else uh greenpeace like why do you need humans running these organizations right especially when it comes to the money part right the smart contract part why do you need humans running these things a, a decentralized autonomous organization in my opinion would serve um you it's know, its own needy. third person it's its own third person custodian like we, yeah, exactly. we pay millions of dollars to third party custodians to like verify transactions, make sure accounting is run. But like it's inherent in the programming to allow transparency for like literally down to the cent. How much transaction went to a particular wallet or address, how that wallet is or address is going to be executed once that money hits a certain threshold. And then how that money is actually going to be used whether that money could be accessed if it's not going to be used for these particular like ends. Exactly. And, and DAOs are just efficient in reducing human error, right? That doesn't mean we're, we're completely eliminating humans from the execution. From the equation. Yeah. <clears throat> from the, from, yeah, exactly. Um, but, for, you know, I use charity as an example. I know when we were talking previously, you mentioned fundraising. Fundraising is an, another obvious, you know, uh, choice for, or DAO choice, right? Why, why would you do it any other way? You know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make much sense. I was thinking about this, like a, a really good example or execution <laughs> of what a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization would be law or like voting processes and like literal like acting on legal elections like, like elections, elections. Or, like there is just too much like instability when it comes to our political process as a whole and right not even, not I, even, I mean, and i know yeah yeah you know what and, I mean. in the, the previous election the well the previous election people were like oh it was voter fraud it was this and that why even let it be an issue why even let it be a topic right why not just create a DAO? This way, like everyone is limited to one vote on the blockchain. It's not like you can fake, you know, it's not like you can hack the blockchain and start, you know, issuing more votes, right? It'd be, it's impossible. Yeah. So how about... It, yeah, it, your, it, you, there's only one instance of your data on that blockchain, oh, one vote. Of your are, vote, exactly. It, it's just, it'll be beautiful, right? It's not like any... Or, you know, and I think a lot of uh, We don't have to countries, wait in for mail-in voting. Like, forget no mail-in the mail-in. Voting. Like, 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 forget, like, the late or early voting. Like, your vote, your thing. We don't have to wait for Alaska to call in. We don't have to wait for, like, this random but see, district. But see, we, why, and, and this goes, this, I mean, this is just a, a personal opinion. 
But why even do all that? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, why even vote? Why even use a DAO to vote for politicians or, or, or for voting processes? Realistically, when almost all of government functions could be run much more effectively with a simple DAO. Explain. Like, expand on that. I mean, there's tons of departments, right, in, in, the, uh, in our government, right? But let's use, I don't know, Department of Education, for example, right? Why do you need a whole bunch of bureaucrats running the Department of Education when you could just have a DAO with the citizens of that particular Department of Education, right? The New York Department of Education, right? Who, who, who are the constituents? The citizens, right? So as the citizens, you should just be able to, to vote on the the protocols or the the types of you know the laws that you want enacted you know th this is like in my opinion it's kind of common sense right I, that would be now, like let's not even think about the macro like let's think micro and this is a very large micro this might be the biggest micro but imagine if there was a nyc dow like a new york city decentralized autonomous organization specifically built to run the massive massive undertaking of being like, like imagine how much more effective it would be and how much more uh, effectively you could funnel dollars or or new york city tax dollars into creating a, a, a much more you know well for all intents and purposes a much more vibrant um you know s politic safe uh Let, just, let's get rid of let's get rid of the vibrant and safe like yo imagine how many construction projects in new york city would be done quicker like oh my god so much so much quicker imagine like a neighborhood being able to vote insanely fast like you're you live in tribeca right yeah like let's just say you're you're able to vote instantly on whether or not you know a public works project it should go down in tribeca you know and and the dow simple majority rules you know it, it would just be or, or you know they would even be considered like oh 70 have to vote for this project in the, you know or something smart like contract that to execute 70% of all people, of all addresses in this local area have to execute. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, look, it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that there still won't be politicians and people petitioning for a certain um, decision outcome. on the Dow to be made outcome, right? But why do we need politicians to enact those decisions, right? It's very simple. Like, let, let's say there's a, there's a public project, right? Let's say a bridge needs to be built or a museum needs to be built or a school needs to be built. Uh, a federal or a state government could issue, right, a smart contract or a, a, a federal or state DAO could issue a smart contract. And the, the bids could come from large, you know, contractors who are willing to undertake the project. And they would send in bids for you know, what they, what they believe they could complete the project for. And then those, those bids will be voted on by its citizens. Now, in my opinion, this is the, this is the most efficient and cohesive way. Now you don't have to vote. Obviously this sounds like you're doing a shit ton of voting, right? All day, every day, right? Like on but the, you on don't, the, you don't need, need everybody need to, to vote. vote. You don't need everyone to vote, right? Just like you don't, just like I, I rarely ever vote, right? You, or I never vote, but like, that's besides the point. <laughs> you, I mean, 50% you know, of all Americans vote. That's just the truth. And a majority of them are over the yeah. age of 50. A majority but, but of now, all voters are there. But, but the, re the, reason I, the reason a lot of people don't vote, and this is just me speaking, um, 
is because we don't think our vote counts. Now, it's not that our vote doesn't count, but it does get lost, right? It gets lost in a whole bunch of other uh, red tape and bureaucracy because it, it's essentially being um, put on the waiting list with a whole bunch of other projects, right, that are that are in the mix, right? But with with the proper DAO and the proper voting procedures and the proper decision making and like all of this being done algorithmically with the money being funneled um, side by side and, and accurately, right, being accounted for, um, especially with things like Citicoin. Now, I don't want to get into Citicoin, but, you know, Citicoin is being adopted by Miami and it might be might be being adopted by NYC. Wait, 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 wait. Th- let's, let's, could- let's, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. Let's get into Citicoin. Let's actually. So, we, we, so let's say let's say you have a DAO, right? You have a DAO, and its 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 currency is basically its own. The city has its own token, right? The city, let's say NYC coin, right? And that's what you use to pay for New York City or or New York projects or public works projects, right? Okay. Wouldn't this be a much more efficient way, you know, to allocate funds and capital and to pay for taxes, like the taxes ca- collected from from individual citizens wouldn't it just be a better wouldn't it be better to use a city coin right to 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 pay for these public works projects it would just make so much more sense and there's a tons of way there's tons of ways that citizens can utilize these different types of tokenomics that city coin has in their white paper to essentially mitigate taxes for the average citizen or completely de- erase them and um you know i know miami's currently working on it but wouldn't you not like to pay for tax or, or i'm sorry wouldn't you not like to pay taxes imagine there were zero taxes in new york city and the way it was funded is by a cryptocurrency city token and this city token was a utility token and a governance token right that was able to accumulate yield on the way that its citizens used it right and it was so assuming Bitcoin is the the reserve currency, the the and I, I you know I heard a really good podcast by Michael Saylor, but Bitcoin is fifty percent, right? Bitcoin is essentially digital energy, and yeah. it, it's the underlying foundation for everything that should occur in the future, right? And that's what everything is based on, right? So if Citicoin, you know, was able to generate yield and revenue, right? From from one, it's the, the use of its citizens, but also you know, through the Bitcoin network, wouldn't it make more sense, you know, to, to use that as uh, a f- sort of the fuel or the, the the liquid capital that ran through this DAO, this New York City DAO? I, I definitely think that it's something to think about, you know, and maybe there's someone with more knowledge on this than me, for sure. But I mean, there, there has to be some sort of, um, you know, there, there has to be. So, we we're all coming to the same conclusion, right? Well, the thing, the I, at thing least is, I, I mean, like we're, we're, we're no, no, no. You're right. And before we bring this whole thing to a conclusion, I do want to actually speak a little bit about that. And and but let's let's take out the technology. Let's take out the DAO, for example. I mean, the DAO is the example, but like I, I feel that everybody is drawing to the conclusion that our current system of organization and management globally. Not, not not even globally. Let's just talk here in the United States because there are countries that are doing better, but they have smaller populations. What works for them is works for them. But we, we, we think about, what's it called? How things are being managed today. Like, look at your local, like, look at our social security system. Look at, look at our, 
like management of our government. Look at our public works, you know? Like, ultimately speaking, we're all coming to the conclusion that our current managerial system, our administration, our, our, is just not efficient enough to handle a more modern response, both in our local area like New York City and in our macro area like New York State and our global area like the United States of America. And what right, works for us here in, the, in New York may not work for what works in Florida and Miami. It might not work for what happens in California. It, what works in Cupertino might not work down in Texas. So, like, the way things are managed should be a lot more focused on how local, like, management works and how that works with a less, a more autonomous nature, a more seamless, more rapid nature. And you're right. right. We're all coming to that conclusion. I think it's more important that we're all coming to that conclusion. We just don't know the solution. And the problem is, is that the solution is also being painted as a problem in society today. So, like... The solution is obviously the DAO. Yeah, if it works as perfectly as it does, or as it should work, the DAO would be the answer to a majority of processes that happen today in society. It's not going to happen overnight, obviously. Like we can't implement these systems, and then for the next election cycle. Right. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I would love to see it happen, but I definitely think that, uh, you know. The, the DAO is, is something that well, not only not only would it help in making much more strategic, logical, seamless decisions all across the board, like you mentioned, from local to federal, but the, the speed at which decisions could be enacted, right, would, would make for a much more rapid, um, a much more rapid progress towards something, right? So... If something wasn't going correctly, if you were making a series of bad decisions, you would be able to figure out figure that out. Similarly to how if you're making a series of good decisions, you would be like, hey, look at these decisions we're making. Like this is leading to a better outcome. And then other states or other cities or other citizens could follow. You know, it, it's not like you could debate whether or not like certain decisions were better than others right and you know that obviously that goes back to uh what you were saying about certain states being different than others now i'm not saying it's not a one-size-fits-all right that that's why people move to different states right that's why people you know move to florida and texas recently you know following you know re recent actions by um you know california and new york but you know s some people like those decisions made by california and new york so you, you always want, you know, you always want to be, you always want to be present in a state that, you know, a, a, a DAO, well, that, we're talking about locality, right? But yeah. in essence, like in, in essence, what you want to do is, is the DAO eliminates this, this time lapse, right? In between decision enactment, not just decisions, but actually enacting that stuff, right? So it takes a while to figure it out. And then, you know, there's a bunch of people shuffling their feet and they're like, ah, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, it's a, but with a DAO, it's a lot more clear cut. It's like this is the decision. Let's go with this. You know, you don't have to like debate it or or argue it or or fight it. You know, this is it just what it's just what it is. It's not the it's not the will of one man or or some you know a political party who, who steamrolled the competition. It, it's essentially this is the majority vote. This is what people want. Let's do this. Okay, we did this. Okay, now what? Okay, we one. didn't like it. Let's go. Yeah, on to the next one. Oh, it didn't work out. Let's try this. You know, so it's just it's just a more faster, efficient process. 
that gets you closer to the answer. Now, I don't know what the answer is, but this is definitely uh, something that eliminates that that human element. And when when we say eliminates human element, I don't want to say like I don't want to say negatively, right? This We're is not this is an ex- humans. We're not removing yeah, this humans. Is, yeah, it's the managerial part. It's the administrative part. And this this I really don't think hum- some humans excel in this. But there's there's a you know there's few and far in between, but right? I don't the, think that's the problem. Like- no, that's the real problem. Some humans work in this, and you need a lot of humans to be good at this. But only some yeah, of them I, I, are really I, good at. I it. don't even think humans are meant to be you know managers. I think we have better better things to do with our time. Most of us have better things to do with our time than than um make arbitrary decisions that you know and just a bu- it sounds like a bunch of paperwork i think computers and algorithms are very very much equipped to handle this type of process right essentially they're they're equipped to handle process right they're they're equipped to handle conditionals and booleans this is this is what they were created for so a, a decentralized autonomous organization in my opinion is a no brainer for a lot of for most if not all governmental and um you know political type of uh, organizations yeah processes for sure right and look you know politics and all the all the bs that comes with it will 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 be done away with it as soon as it you know it can be done away with but but for now I, i do think they're you know an integral part of our society so you know, um, with that being said, I, I think DAOs would just help make better decisions, you know? So. I, I agree so, too. And I, I think we really did cover a lot about what we think. And obviously, we go into more depth about individual projects. And, hey, we will in the future. We have mad episodes to do. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Block Party. You know, thank you for taking the time to actually explain Z about, like, the concept of DAOs and what they really are and how they can be effective and we'll look forward to seeing you all on the next one catch you around yeah definitely guys and um you know we're gonna try some new features out on anchor basically it allows us to uh conduct polls and allows us to conduct you know questions and stuff like that that. yeah yeah you know if if you guys um well did i say anchor or spotify regardless our our, uh, our podcast allows us to ask questions and stuff so w- what i want to ask you guys is you know if, if you guys would like to do that but also you know if if we ever say something that's wrong or um that doesn't make sense or something that you might something inaccurate disagree with inaccurate or you have you you might have questions on definitely definitely um let us know and then you know we'll uh We'll, well, we'll learn more and we'll probably correct it on our subsequent podcasts. So, uh, Chris, uh, if you don't have anything else to say, I think this is the end of the Dow episode. Catch y'all later. Peace. See you guys. And this was the Dow episode of Block Party. This episode was brought to you by Z Gabor and myself, Chris Wong. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on at it's me, Chris Wong, and at Z Trapamoto. Make sure to like and follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and give us all the feedback and any news you would like us to check out. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace.